Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Camp Constitution Radio with your host, Hal Shirtliff. The show is heard on WBCQ The Planet. Every Monday and Thursday evening, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also pick it up on our Podomatic page. And occasionally we upload some of these shows to our YouTube channel and soon to be uh, in, in, in the near future, Rumble. <clears throat> uh, Camp Constitution is the YouTube channel as well as Rumble. We make it easy. Uh, so we do encourage you to subscribe. We, we do think we'll probably be kicked off YouTube at some point. We already got one warning. I think you get three strikes, and then they just delete. And sometimes they just find videos that might be 10 years old and say, oh, this is a violation of our pristine um, user uh, guide or what have you. You know, we can put up uh, semi-pornographic or outright pornographic videos, but no videos allowed talking about the Constitution and the threats against it or or heaven forbid, uh, exposing any truth, anything that contradicts the WHO and uh, Lord Fauci, uh, even if the science says that they're wrong, and there's plenty of science that that, that does it. And folks, they've been lying to us. First, they told us, you know, two weeks to flatten the curve, then two weeks became two years. And then uh, they said, you don't need to wear a mask. And then he said, oh, you need to wear a mask. Now you need to wear two masks and goggles and gloves, and you've got to put hand sanitizer. Then they thought, you know, you don't really need to worry about hand sanitizer. Uh, it doesn't spread that way. So you go ahead and touch things again. And, and then they said, get the vax. You get the vax, you get your freedom back. And enough. some people got the vax. So I think the figure is, what, 16,000 people in the United States died as a result of the vaccine. And thousands more had all kinds of health. We're not talking about people that were on the deathbed. We're talking about healthy people, people that were uh, young people, people that should never have taken the jab because even if they got the COVID, their, their, their chance of surviving was like 99.999%. And once they had it, they had naturally naturally immune to it. And there are some people who had COVID, like myself, I I'm not didn't get the jab. They got the jab anyway, and they got sick. So they said, hey, once you get the vaccine, you're free. You can go around. Don't worry. You can resume normal life. And then they came out, you know, a few months later. Well, guess what, folks? We learned that the vaccine, it's not a real vaccine, like vaccines that inoculate you against the, the you know, the various viruses. Uh, it's just going to help you. It's going to wear out in a few months. You can still get it. It just won't be as bad and you can still spread it. So keep that mask on. And every six months, you're going to have to get a booster shot so you'd be free. And I think the American people and people around the world just need to realize enough is enough and stop this foolishness. And just, you know, stop. And I'm here in New Hampshire, things aren't nearly as bad uh, as they are in some like Massachusetts. And it is my opinion that these folks love the mask. They want to wear it indefinitely. They do not want to take it off. Um, and that's uh, it. It will be almost another, you know, you get up in the morning, you put, you, you take a shower, 
you get dressed, you put on your pants and your tie or your shirt, your dress or whatever you put on, and then you put on your mask. That is now going to be a permanent apparel. And I think most, some of these people just love it. It's, they call it virtual signaling. You know, look at me. I'm conforming. You know, I'm conforming. I, I, I love my servitude, and I want to display my servitude to the rest of the world and to my neighbors. And you know what's, what's making more sick, sickening is when I see these little children. But I see the mom and dad come in, and the little kids have masks on, and they look just as afraid. Even now when, you know, the cases have gone down, the number of deaths have gone down, and it's great. You'll see, you'll see some of these baseball, football, state, college sports especially filled, to, filled up completely, and then Fauci's telling us that we can't celebrate Christmas. And what's another telling thing is that, you know, the elitist, the, elite, the elitist types know it's a bunch of baloney uh, when they come to their, uh, their, their fancy events. They're not wearing masks. Just the servants, the servant class will stay masked. We will take them off. Like, like in the, uh, the novel 1984, uh, if you were a privileged member of the ruling class, you could turn off the monitor so they, so they weren't watching you. That was your, one of your privileges. So here in uh, 2021, uh, you can, uh, if you're a so-called elite, you can take off your mask. You might, be, you might be seen wearing one when you're in front of a camera, like uh, th- like this little uh, deep state uh, well-paid operative AOC, um, people like that. Uh, but they're, they're, in fact, it was one uh, recently. There was a White House official. I forgot who it was. Uh, some some flunk, White House flunky lackey that you they, you could see him on uh, putting putting the mask on, walking to the podium. This person it was a man. Thought the camera couldn't see him. So he's walking to the podium, and as he's taking his mask off, I mean, it's Rand Paul is completely correct. It's nothing but theater, nothing but absolute theater. Anyway, uh, well, I was expecting a guest to call in, uh, Laura Zorn of Freedom Works, and she hasn't called in. I hope she didn't forget. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had the privilege to attend an event sponsored by Freedom Works here in New Hampshire, nearby Laconia. And uh, they're a great group. I, I've heard about them for a long time, of course. Uh, they have activity all around the country. And um, Reverend Stevie Kraft, our chaplain, was one of the panelists. Uh, and C.L. Bryant was another one. He's one of their, uh, I think he's considered a senior fellow. So I was very, very impressed and uh, very professional people. And um, it wasn't a huge turnout, but it was a turnout of activists. And I'm of the opinion that you better, it's better off to have 50 activists in a room than have, uh, say, 1,000 people whom are not activists. Yeah, it's good that you get information out to people, but you get 50 people, they're going to create, uh, gonna, it's going to be a lot more impact, impactful when you have activists that attend the meeting. And we videotaped, I think, all, I uploaded all but two sessions of that event. I think one of them was a, uh, a Zoom. Somebody had to call in, uh, a Zoom in, and it just uh, there was a lot of problems with that. And then the other one, uh, the good speaker, but he was uh, where he was positioned uh, uh, and the PowerPoint didn't really come across very well. But there was some great, uh, C.L. Bryant, he gave an incredible speech towards the end, very uplifting. He happens to be a, a black man who, like most black, lo- black Americans, love this country and I'm not buying the communist narrative that we're an evil, racist, horrible country. And this past weekend, uh, I had the privilege of attending an event 
a couple of events down in Plymouth, Massachusetts. I say down, I guess it depends where you are, but it's, uh, it's in southeast of Massachusetts, uh, Plymouth, they call it America's hometown. There was a, a Christian ballet troupe out of Mississippi. You wouldn't expect ballet. You, you think of ballet, you might think of New York or Chicago, or, uh, but you don't think of, uh, you don't think of uh, Mississippi. And um, they put on a, a couple of, and actually they're touring the country. Uh, they putting they put on a wonderful uh, a wonderful present a show, and we had an information table there. It was two nights, uh, or I should say Friday night, Saturday afternoon. There was also if my people rally at the forefathers monument in Plymouth, and the forefathers monument is a uh, is the largest the largest granite monument in the country. Uh, granite came from. Uh, Maine. It was built in the, I think, 1880s, 1890s, and it's just a magnificent statue. And it was about a thousand people, maybe, should have been more, but it was just a very wonderful, godly uh, meeting. And uh, uh, we did videotape some of the presentations. Uh, and what was moving was that there were some Indians, there was actually an Indian chief there. And these were all Christians, and uh, they called up the Mayflower descendants. There was a number of us that were actually Mayflower descendants, and we prayed together. It was very moving, and that is on our YouTube channel. I think our, our guest called in. Laura, is that you? It is me. Hello. I am sorry. I am joining late. Uh, technology oh, is okay. not always my friend. I have the gift of gab, so I could talk. You put you put uh, put me in front of a mic, and I could uh, speak, so that's not a problem. Well, here, our guest, I was just... Uh, giving you guys a good plug, FreedomWorks, Laura Zorn, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, Z-O-R-C. Zorn. Is, is your name. And I met you a couple of weekends ago in Laconia, New Hampshire, which is just a few towns away, at an event that you folks sponsored. And can you please, first off, tell us a little bit about yourself and what got you involved with FreedomWorks, and then we'll talk about the important mission of FreedomWorks. Well, I am a mom of four. I have four grandchildren. I probably am a mom that has had a child in public education longer than most anyone has had one child in um, uh, alive. <laughs> my uh, my oldest is 29 and my youngest is 12. So I have about 24 years of, of that experience wow. as a parent. And what I've seen over the last 24 years, uh, about 12 years ago, I knew we were on a wrong path, and uh, I started uh, investigating and looking into Common Core. Uh, my home state where I live is actually Florida. Um, one of our um, former governors, Jeb Bush, who everyone idolized here in Florida, was pushing it on, on the Republican Party. And so as a conservative mom, I was really up against the giant. And everywhere I went, I ran into roadblocks. Um, but I knew my, my kids' education and their future was at jeopardy. So as a mom, I just didn't take, um, there's nothing we can do about it as the final answer. And I got together with three other moms who felt just as passionate as I did, and we formed Florida Parents Against Common Core. We did research. We got out to every single Republican meeting we could get to. We got in front of the media as much as we could, in front of parents. And we grew our group to about 22,000 in a short amount of time, between nine months and a year. 
And we were really able to make significant change in Florida under the former governor, Rick Scott. And so as a parent, I wanted to continue to stay involved. I ran for my local county school board, served there for four years, and uh, I have been working on state policy uh, for the last 10. And then when Freedom Works, I, I've always been a friend of Freedom Works. They actually helped me as a parent when I was fighting Common Core here in Florida because as a parent, I was going to the school board meetings. And now this might resonate where we are today, too. I was going to a school board meeting, and outside the school board meeting on the sidewalk, myself and other moms were giving out information about Common Core. We were approached by uh, law enforcement with administra the administrators and said, if you don't stop handing that out, we're going to have you either escorted or the law enforcement's going to have to basically arrest us for us to stop handing out the information. So FreedomWorks heard about that, and they came in here in my local community. They rallied behind us parents, had helped us hold information sessions, and uh, supported us. And so they have been a, a great organization for me as a parent. And then whenever they said, we really want to focus our efforts on education reform, what do you think is the missing link? And I said, absolutely, hands down. We have all the policy experts. We have everyone that's working on the, the I think it's called the grass top. Nobody's really working on the, the grassroots with parents. And so I said, if you'll allow me to start a parent movement, I promise you we're going to see significant change with legislation across the country. So I come on board in December, launch the initiative BEST in January, and look where we are right now. What, what does BEST stand for, B-E-S-T? Well, BEST is a feel-good name. I know it is. It's Building Education <laughs> for Students Together because that is really what we have to do. It's going to take every group and organization that's like-minded because what we see in our conservative movement Everybody's working in their own silos, and nobody's really coming together because everybody wants to be the main group. They want to be the one that's out there in front and getting all the attention. And as long as we have that mentality, we're not going to get anything done. So what my goal is to bring every small Facebook group together with the, the groups in D.C., and we utilize and tap into each other's resources. These policy groups that are out there, they're not going to be successful without these mom and dad groups. And so that's building education for students together is really what it's about. We are going to come together. We are building coalitions in every single state. Um, the coalitions that we are building, is, for example, it's New Hampshire parents know best. Arizona parents knew, know best because parents do know what's best for their kids. These are their kids. They're not the government's kids. And just because we parents, and I have, um, I have two that I send off to the government public school every single uh, Monday through Friday, and just because me as a parent, I take my kid to a, a public school, that doesn't mean the moment that they walk through those fences that I hand over my rights as as uh, the parent, but that's where we are right now in our nation. 
They think well, you know, that there's they a, can. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, there's a mindset amongst the left that the children belong to the state. And uh, this is something I've been aware of. I'm a follower of five, and we homeschooled four. Um, and I think uh, it's challenging, but today it's much easier than it was 20, 15 years ago because of the technology. But there's an attitude that the children belong to the state, and all we do as parents is we just house them. And uh, what was uh, interesting is that the governor, a man running for governor of uh, Virginia, who had been governor in the past, basically said that. He said, what right? Your parents have no rights. Leave it up to us. And they've been doing a very bad job of it. And we would say a bad job. You know, the average parent, when the child has a reading level of uh, no higher than eighth grade or can't do basic math, but I'm of the opinion, and maybe you too, is that that's deliberate, that it's, if they wanted to teach reading properly, they would have done that. If they want to teach geography and science and history the way it should be taught, uh, they would have done that. They would have, they would have said, oh, we had this experiment, but it doesn't work. Okay, we'll go back to what, what, what worked. So that's why it's so important. Uh, and most parents just, hey, look, they're busy, uh, especially those conservative-minded parents. Both of them, in many cases, are working, uh, and they get home after a long day. Uh, you're commuting. You, you, by the time you get home, uh, you might spend 30 minutes of that of quality time with your children. Meanwhile, the left has your children five days a week uh, in, what, nine months, uh, ten months out of the year. So yeah. it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's no wonder that there are so many of these young people that have bought into this left-wing perspective. In fact, I'm amazed that we have as many conservative-minded people that we do with uh, three generations of government school pretty much indoctrinating our children in atheism and evolution and socialism is, is a testament that maybe they're not that successful. And uh, groups like yours and ours, uh, and I also want to comment too, you're absolutely right that um, a lot of organizations are very tight. Uh, you know, we want to get the credit. And there's an old saying that it's a, you can get a lot done if you don't care who gets the credit. And that's why when you mm-hmm. invited us, and yeah, go ahead, set up your table, and and we do the same thing. We want to promote. Uh, and you're a lot. You know, I mean, we're just a tiny organization compared to FreedomWorks, but we all have influence in certain circles, and uh, we're more than happy to work uh, to work with like-minded groups. Now, what you mentioned that's let's, uh, uh, that you are actually passing out materials, which I think is isn't that protected by that thing called the First Amendment. And your state of Florida probably has a constitution that, and they threatened to arrest you? They did, and they were utilizing it. And that's the thing, as a parent, um, I know a lot more now than I did um, back in 2013, that's for sure. Um, So what they were saying, they come out, the administrator said, do you have permission to hand that out by the school district? And I said, no. Do you have a disclaimer on on the information you're handing mm-hmm. out saying that this is not approved by, by the school district? And I said, no. And they said, well, then you're going to have to stop handing it out because these are our sidewalks, which the meeting that they were holding wow. on the Common Core that night was actually at they were having two. They were having one in North County and South County, and, the, and it was um, on the sidewalk of the elementary school. So I was technically on their property, but their property is 
what? Taxpayers' property. That's what we all That's think. Correct. That's what we all know. <laughs> but no. Um, so what really – but that is something that I'm trying to teach parents. And that's what I did at that moment. Every time that they did something to bully me or bully other moms in Florida, I made it a headline. I would send out press releases. I would get on the phone with every media outlet I could and tell them exactly what just happened to me as a parent. And that is something that I am trying to um, train our parents to do. We have a parent empowerment toolkit. They can go to parentsknowbest.com under resources and they can pull this up. But parents need to, there are so many um, resources that are available to us to push this movement. And one thing I want parents to know, and I don't care where you live, um, if you want to start a parent movement in your community, it starts with one. It does not start with a, a large organization like Freedom Works or or other groups that are very well known throughout your state either, Hal, but we are um, we're a nation that our movements can start with one, and the way that we grow them is we utilize those resources of the media to our benefit. We utilize every friend and ally that we can come across to get our message out. And I want parents to stay encouraged because I know the National School Board Association came out this past week. They sent a letter to, um, to the administration asking for their help for the Department of Justice to intervene because they were identifying parents who were coming out and speaking out against their kids at these school board meetings. Um, they've got a lot of complaints from school board members across the country, but they have targeted parents as domestic terrorists. And so that is the, the animal we're up against right now. I want parents to outsmart this box. Uh, one thing I want to highly suggest and stress, if you get out to a school board meeting and you're at a public meeting, uh, we're in a day and age that they're going to just walk up and arrest you if they feel that they are being threatened. And I do not want you to stop going to those school board meetings, but there's things that we can do as parents to protect ourselves. Um, one thing is I've right, seen right, because um, I think this is going okay. to blow up in their faces uh, figuratively, of course, uh, uh, by by weaponizing the FBI. FBI has been used, especially during uh, the Obama administration, he went after, um, the IRS went after Tea Party groups. But here is um, the Attorney General of the United States saying that basically parents uh, who are going to these meetings are domestic terrorists or definitely, and the FBI, it's not like the FBI has enough things to do. Of course, they're not doing their job, but they just let in all these Afghanis, 700 of them escaped. We have no idea what their background is. They're not worried about running those folks up. They're running up grandmothers who went to the Capitol building. Their worst offense may be trespassing, taking selfies. They, they want them. They're not looking for the 700 Afghanis, and now they're looking to go after parents. And I'm, I hope that this blows up in their face because this is a over, they're overplaying their hand. You know, you know, the Bible we hear about, you know, we, the, the devil knows his time is short, so he has to, you know, up the ante. And this is what the Biden administration is doing. I don't think it's Biden uh, ordering this. I think, he's, you know, his handlers say this is a good thing. But they feel very threatened. 
and when they feel threatened, they have to take these ridiculous, uh, do these ridiculous measures. So uh, you have every right, and yeah, obviously if there's any threats, uh, but you know, we get threats all the time. You know, we have a lawsuit uh, that was just accepted by the U.S. Supreme Court, and I got about eight or nine emails uh, threatening me. I got a nasty phone call, a vulgar, and if I, uh, I had something mailed to me uh, about a year ago, a dead rodent, and it got as far as the post, the local post office. I called the attorney general's office. I called the mail, the, the postal inspector. They didn't care about it. But I guarantee you, if I was a member of the left, and it was they, uh, they would have been cameras up. You know, every newspaper and TV station in town would have come to my house. I would have had the governor visit me and the mayor visit me. But because of our worldview. But nevertheless, I'm, I think that what you're doing is the fact that what what the attorney general had to, had to do with shows how effective your organization is. Exactly, and I just want us to keep keep doing what we know we need to do. We need to continue to get to these school board meetings. Uh, we have this, we have to have this civil discourse. If if you disagree with them, you have to get to those meetings and express yourself. Um, Another area is something that we are working on across the nation is we're helping with a six-week candidate academy because we know that these school board members are disrespecting and not listening to our parents. It's time for parents. I know we're busy. I know we work. I know we're tired. But in order to change the course of where we are in our country right now, the school board elections are some of the most important elections that we have in our lifetime right now. We can change what's going on if we get the right school board members in office. So we are offering this free six-week candidate training for anyone that is interested or might want to help someone run for school board. They can also go to, go to parentsknowbest.com. It's, um, it's free. We do it through Zoom. This six but weeks, at the end of the six... day, Go ahead. Is it six weekends? It's not six weeks, uh, five days a week, is it? It's weekends. No, <laughs> no, no um, the six-week training is every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., and it's, uh, it's myself. I have former school board members, current school board members from around the country that come on, and they help me um, have various uh, training parts in it. But it's every Tuesday night at 7 p.m., and if you can't join at that time, just go ahead and sign up for the training, and uh, we have a library that you can uh, go in and you can grab those resources and, and watch it at your your leisure. But one good benefit of having the live Zoom, if there's questions or we need to clarify something, um, it's just a nice collaboration that we can have. But um, another area that we know, we know that it's going to take time, just like the last is uh, slow and steady on changing and manipulating. Uh, we know it's going to take time to turn all these school board seats over, but we're going to continue to work on school, school educational freedom for parents because every child, we need to have that availability, just like what West Virginia just passed this past session, that you can take your, your state tax dollars and go to any private school that that accepts those dollars. And that is really where we need to get as a nation. We have to defund this monopoly that, that we have with our public school systems. 
Public school systems work for some, but it doesn't work for all. And it's time that we as Americans, we really step up and we, uh, we challenge doing the same thing over and over just because we've always done it that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. It, um, we, we only have about a minute and a half left. Uh, tell us where the listeners can learn more about you, uh, about FreedomWorks and BEST. And, um, and uh, you also have groups all over the country. You have chapters all over the country, correct? Well, what we have, we have state coalitions because we partner with, with groups. We don't, um, we don't um, compete with groups. We support groups. So we have state coalition calls and meetings. To, but if anyone would like to join up in our coalition, you have a group or you want to be a part of a group in your local area, we'd love to connect you with with who we know in that area, go to parentsknowbest.com. That's parentsknowbest.com because parents do know what's best for their kids. Um, if you want to know more about FreedomWorks, it's such a great organization. There's so many other initiatives they're working on um, within the organization. It's freedomworks.org. Check them out. They have wonderful resources on, on election integrity, on, onward. But um, I would love for more individuals to sign up for the Canada Academy because I know that you have an election right around the corner and there might be some tips and tricks that we can offer them just to help push them over. Because I remember when I was there in, in New Hampshire, we had a candidate that had one school board by 23 seats. And that's, that's right. And it might be as yeah. close as that. <laughs> We're out of time. I want to thank you very much for calling, uh, for being a guest on the show. And, uh, folks, thank you for listening. You've been listening to the Camp Constitution Radio with your host, Hal Sherliff, heard on WBCQ of the Planet every Monday and Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And until next week, may God bless you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.